Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, Gooner to Gooner. Uh, this time uh, we will be having a chat and finding it about a little bit more about uh, our latest signing. No, not Nicholas Pepe. It's Danny Potts. Danny, how are you? Morning, Fergus. Um, well, it is morning. It is quite early, actually, isn't it, mate? I'm quite tired, but um, I'm ready to do this, mate. Yeah, it, it's unusual. No beer in hand. Cup of tea, is it? No, beer, mate. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's way too early. What is it, 20 to 8 in the morning? No, definitely. Uh, it's the orange juice, mate. No orange vodka, juice. I promise. Oh, no vodka. <laughs> Listen, let's get on with this. We've got a half hour to do this. So um, the first question on the list, we've got a, a prescribed set of questions that we do. Um, the first one is, why Arsenal? Listen, I watched Arsenal around about 1992 to 93 season. Um I say that the first game I ever watched was actually a Crystal Palace game, which was randomly on the TV. I was only, must have been five or six years old. It's the kind of first football memory I have. And um, Crystal Palace won, and I just remember watching this striker and falling in love with him and um, thinking, wow, this this guy looks something special. And George Graham signed him for Arsenal, and his name is Ian Wright. And um, I kind of fell in love with him, first of all, which in turn led to me falling in love with Arsenal. And I started watching them through the 92-93 season um, where we had the bruised banana away shirt and um, this guy was just sensational and um, was by far my favourite player. Um, When it comes to previously, obviously I didn't know much history back then. I was too young to remember 89, too young to remember 91. So from the 92 season onwards, um, I started watching us... um, Absolutely loved everything about what Arsenal stood for. Um, At that young age, started reading up about their history. And where I was from, everybody supported Manchester United because Manchester United in the 90s won everything and they were all glory hunters. Um, Where I lived, Colchester in Essex, um, the only kind of London clubs that people supported were West Ham, Tottenham, Chelsea. Um, But... There was only me and a couple of others really that had fallen in love with with Arsenal and Ian Wright. And um, since then, it's been non-stop Arsenal for me. Um, So, yeah, that's why Arsenal, mate. And um, the bruised banana, wasn't that originally called a Chevron kit, I think, wasn't it? And then we've affectionately nicknamed it the, the bruised banana. Yeah, I believe so. I think that's what it's been called. I think quite late, to be fair. I don't think it's been. It was called the Bruised Banana for many years. But um, yeah, I think because it's come back lately, hasn't it? Because of our new away shirt, is slightly like it. People are saying. Yeah, it, 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 the new away shirt is more a Bruised Banana than the the Chevron. I agree. So I agree. I'll, yeah, <laughs> and I like it. I like it. Um, what was your first game, and what what's your memories of your first game? Uh, so my first um, game was a, an away game and the reason it was a away game was because um, I live in Colchester in Essex and it was uh, Ipswich Town when they were in the Premier League um, and Do you remember the result? Yeah it was 2-0 Ian Wright and John Hartson believe it or not scored um, so I can't even remember what year it was now that's bad isn't it I think it was about 95-96 it must have been um, 
it was before Arsene Wenger's time, so yeah, it would have been would have been that season. Uh, and I remember going with my dad, um, and it's a funny story with my dad, really, because normally your, your dad gets you into football, right? So normally whoever your dad supports you, well, if they're a good parent, <laughs> they make you support the team that they support. With me, it was the other way around. My dad was always into sport, but never massively into football. Um, and I kind of got him into football, I think, because he enjoyed taking me and he enjoyed watching it with me and I was always watching it. He just got into it naturally and my dad was always more into Formula One and other sports. But um, yeah, my, uh, that that was my first game. Um, and I remember uh, sitting there thinking, wow, you know, this is uh, this is an unbelievable experience, just the, the atmosphere. And this was at Portman Road, remember, which was about a 30, 30 or 35,000 seater stadium, similar, a bit smaller than Highbury at the time. Um so it wasn't like I was at a, a, a sort of 2,000-seater stadium. So um, that was my first game. And um, obviously, because we'd won, I think that obviously made it even better because everyone wants to win. But and I think it's the away atmosphere as well, I suppose. Loved it. Loved it. And I, I must admit, I do really still enjoy an away game. I think there's a different buzz about the atmosphere than there is at home. Yeah, it, it's, it's like going to war almost, isn't it? Oh, mate, absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt, mate. Without a doubt. Highbury. So, did you do you, you remember your first game at Highbury? Uh, yes, I do. And um, it was. Uh, I was very lucky, as I say. My, um, I think I said this before. My best mate, um, his uh, dad and his uncle worked up Highbury, and they still work up the Emirates now. So they used to work on the turnstiles. Let me and my best mate in, and we used to go and sit up the North Bank for a um, fair price, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I remember going up there and the season that I remember the most was the unbeaten season. I w didn't miss a game throughout the whole of that unbeaten season. Um, and um, that for me was just, I miss Highbury. I do miss Highbury. Um, and it was, I'm trying to think my first game now. It was actually the... Um, Jose Antonio Reyes, bless his soul. Um, he scored two goals against Chelsea in the FA Cup 2002, 2003, something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, that was my first Highbury game. And um, yeah, we knocked Chelsea out of the FA Cup. Henri was injured and I remember going to the game thinking, oh no, Thierry Henri injured. This guy's just been bought, know nothing really about him apart from the fact that he's been brilliant in Spain and Seville. And he scored a cracker from the outside of the box. Uh, we went 1-0 down from an Adrian Mewtwo goal. Uh, and then straight after, literally within a few minutes, um, Vieira put him through and, he, and he'd got the winner. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh, this is new signing, first game at Arsenal. Um, he was really highly rated and we had an unbelievable side at that time. Um, it's a shame he never settled really, isn't it? It was a shame because um, I actually think he did settle to start with because I think he scored something like seven or eight goals consecutively. Um, and then for whatever reason, he's decided to miss home and wanted to go back to Seville or Spain, I should say. And then we did the swap deal for Baptista for Real Madrid and neither player really made made their career any better from that point, really. So, um, yeah, that was a shame because I really liked Reyes when he, was, um, when he first came. I thought that was a really exciting signing. But that was my first game at Highbury, mate. And that was my, uh, I, I do miss Highbury, I'm not going to lie. So you have a favourite player down here as righty, which you went into. Did do you want to expand on that? Is there any other players that really, who who else do you highly rate up there? Three uh, for me, um, and it's always been hard to pick, choose between the three of them. And I think that's the biggest compliment I can give um, those three, but also Arsenal Football Club in terms of who they have have had in their history. Um, Ian Wright is number one. Um, I, I have so much love for the guy. Um, he is. 
he actually has the same birthday as me as well. Can you believe that? Wow. Um, yeah, literally everything about him I loved. I fell in love with a guy about five You're or golden, six years man, old. You know that? <laughs> cheers man I appreciate that uh, yeah no so I was always a massive fan of Wrighty but I've said enough about why I mean you know for him to score that amount of goals was outstanding um, secondly Thierry Henry um, he was probably one of the best players um, to watch at that period of time when I started watching uh, Arsenal at Highbury he was our best player um, without a doubt in my opinion and um, he was, it was one of those games, or one of those games you'd go to and think Thierry Henry hasn't scored yet. Like, what's going on? Oh, there it is. There, there he is. Goal. And it was that good. You know, he was that good. And the biggest compliment I can give him, it was like what he was like watching. It was as if he was about 18 years old and everybody else was about 10 on the pitch. That was how good he was at tight games. He would literally dominate the ball. Um, I remember one game against Leeds where he'd scored uh, four goals. We won 5-0. And he was just... That's one of the best individual performances I've ever game. seen. Remember that. It was just yeah. unbelievable. I and was then the third, a shitty God. holiday camp down in um, Breen Sands watching it. In, in, you know, like all from Moika tables and everything else. Oh, and I'm, I'm sitting there watching on this little t- TV. And I remember the game. Leeds... Then dropped out of the league that year, did they? They did, it? and they haven't been out. And they haven't been back up since. No. Unbelievable, but um, yeah. So, and thirdly, Dennis Bergkamp. I think it says it for himself. He's probably one of the best players to wear the shirt. Um, I've not seen a player who does so much skill on the ball, who's so unexpected as well. I think that's the word to use. You know, I never would it. I never kind of expected it. It just always happened, and you think, wow, how's he done that? You know, and I, I just never cease to amaze how great he was and. I remember the people have said stuff about him in training as well, that he was 100% focused to the age of 37 when he retired with us. And also when you look at like the uh, the piggy in the middle stuff, they play in training, everyone just said it was just impossible. He never lost the ball. Just never lost, he never went in the middle. He was mm. always, always, always on the outsides because he just didn't lose the ball. And everyone used to just say, that's just crazy. That's just madness. Um, and I remember Merson saying that when he, obviously him and Wright, he came and I went, oh, we just signed Dennis Burkamp. I remember Merson said, he said, uh, they must be really good into Milan. Because if they're getting rid of him, <laughs> he goes, they must be, I don't want to play into Milan. Um, you know, seeing him in training with his free kicks and stuff like that, it was um, outstanding. So, yeah, they're my three favourite Arsenal players. But right, he does just nick it just because of my, you know, he's he, he's kind of my passion really and the reason I support Arsenal. I think I think Wrighty's up there for me as well, as is Henri, simply because they're, they're diehard fans of Arsenal Football Club like Absolutely. us. So, uh, Vieira would be up there as well for me, um, and I'd love to see one day him come back and, and manage the, the the club. But that's a, a completely different story. Um, you said you loved Highbury, uh, but we're now in the Emirates. So, if I was to say to you, Highbury versus the Emirates, uh, which one do you like and which one do you dislike, and what do you like and dislike about each place? Look at Highbury first. Highbury, I have so many great memories, so unfortunately it's quite unfair for me to compare the two in terms of um, my passion and feeling because I went to Highbury knowing we would win and the question was to my best mate who's also called Dan, how many are we going to score Dan? It was that, how many are we going to score today mate? Eh, three or four? That's how confident we were. So my memories of Highbury are winning and winning um, history as well so um, obviously I was there when they lifted the um, trophy for going um, unbeaten in the invincible season that was a great a great one for me I was there on the route to the Champions League final so I was at every home game for that so that's great memories for me unfortunately until the final um, and 
with the Emirates, because we haven't won much there. I know we've won FA Cups, but obviously they're all at Wembley, and we have the we have the um, the the atmosphere and the ground, which gets better. I think until we win the league, and I'll stay positive to say that we will one day. Until we win the league there, I think it's going to be hard for me to compare how I was feeling back then to how I feel now. So, I like the Emirates because it's Emirates because it's bigger. I actually prefer the people I've met at the Emirates because I have actually got a season ticket at the Emirates now whereas I didn't with Highbury it was kind of take a seat where you can um, up the top of the North Bank um, sort of thing so mm. with the Emirates it was I've now got a genuine seat next to my dad which again is important because I never went to Highbury with my dad um, it was always me and my mate so I went to Highbury a couple of times with my dad um, and I absolutely love the feeling of going with him. Like I, I, I am so so close to my dad. It is unreal, as you know. And, yeah, I know. Um, and and I he'll think probably that be listening to this one, all right, Steve? <laughs> he will. Yeah. Hello, Dad. Um, yeah, he will be listening to this. And um, yeah, I just think that our our um, friendship, as you like, is is so strong. And I feel that that has come through um, our interests. And obviously, Arsenal is one of those. And um, so that for me is probably the biggest uh, change for me between Highbury and the Emirates is now I sit with my dad. And we have a beer and we talk Arsenal, we watch Arsenal and we come for a beer with you and Mark and all the rest of the guys that sit around us, um, which we've built a friendship, you know, through over the last, must be 11 or 12 years now we've been at the Emirates. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's the two difference for me is in terms of one, one's through our, our winning history and the other is through um, kind of uh, uh, other feelings, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's lovely. Both, both reasons, lovely. Really nice. Um, since we're all uh, getting um, deep and emotional, um, who's your favourite Arsenal manager? I know the majority of the time will be under Arsene Wenger, as with myself, but who is your favourite um, uh, manager? So, um, obviously, when I started supporting Arsenal, it was the George Graham days. Um, he left um, 95. We then got Bruce Rioch. Um The second best thing that he did was get Dennis Bergkamp to the club. The first best thing he did was leave. Um, and then Arsene Wenger uh, took over. I don't think I can look past Arsene Wenger. I really can't. I don't really understand um, how I can pick anybody else. He was the reason that I have so many fond memories of Arsenal Football Club, of Highbury. He is the reason that um, we love the style of play. He is the reason that we are talking about these players. He is the reason that we're talking about these trophies. How can I not say Arsene Wenger? How can I not still love what he's done for the club? I appreciate that people didn't un, uh, like the way he left. Um, I personally didn't either. But you can't. Do you knock. mean? Do you mean by when he left, or should have left earlier, or what do you mean? So my opinion was he should have left when we beat Hull in the FA Cup. That was my okay. opinion. Okay. Um, I think it was clear that we were not. We didn't have another generation of players coming through, in my opinion. That was when we had um, people coming to the end of their career, like the, the Thomas Rositskis, the Kazolas in their 30s, the Mertesackers in their 30s. That was when we had everybody, we think, right, we need another crop of players here. The only ones we've really got at the moment that I can see as a future are the likes of, um, at the time, Ozil and Sanchez, who were the two biggest sort of players that we'd bought around that time. Actually, Sanchez wasn't even there at that time, actually, so it was just Ozil. So for me, I was like, yeah, this is time for him to go we've just won something again which has taken a long time now let's leave Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp are available Guardiola wanted to come that would have been the, the manager I would have wanted and it would have been nice to have seen him say bye-bye on the on the back of a positive unfortunately it was kind of on the back of a mm. negative really 
On on that Pep thing, I I, I thought he was he was the the next man for Arsenal. Do you think he would have been backed? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I don't believe he would have been um, given the financial power that he's been at City, but I think he knew that. I think he was aware that Arsenal don't have the financial power of Man City. So, for example, he would have come in and said, we need a centre-half, we need a right-back, we need this, we need that. And I know. I think he knows that the board weren't going to give him £50 million to spend on Kyle Walker, £55 million to spend on Mendy, you know, um, £55 million to spend on Laporte. I think he's aware that we didn't have that. Um but I think he would have been backed with with um, with with some money. I don't think it would have been in in that As um, much, level. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, he was the one I wanted, mate. He was the one that I wanted, and unfortunately, he went to Bayern Munich, um, and uh, the rest is history. We kept Wenger for a few years, and we've got Unai Emery now, which I am pleased with. So, but it's oh, got to be Arsene Wenger. I was going to ask you, um, like in one sentence, what your what your position on Unai? I really really like this guy. And I believe that he should be backed and that he should be given time. I don't believe you can be uh, looking at the Manchester United um, regime and not think it's similar because we've seen what's happened there with a player or sorry, a manager, should I say, who was at a club for over 20 years. I think this guy has changed um, what we do on the pitch in terms of our off the ball, high intensity. And I like his philosophy and I think he should be backed and given time. Okay. Um, what other sports or interests do you have or like? So playing wise, I used to play football at quite a um, sort of regular basis um, through Sunday league style um, as a youngster. Um, I then started playing snooker, believe it or not, which is a complete de- different game um, and got quite good at that, actually. So that was kind of one of my sports that I was really quite good at. Um, and I've played squash with my dad since the age of about five or six um, regularly. So we go down there once a week, me and my dad and my brother-in-law. Um in terms of watching Formula One, um, a lot of people hate it. I have always grown up with it. My dad, me and my dad have been to Silverstone. I think we've only missed three races, actually, three years. And that's been the last three. Um, so, yeah, and that's through my sister having children, my dad wanting to stay with them and be a granddad. So I, I don't blame him for that. So, um, yeah, I think when it comes to those sports, um, snooker, Formula One, squash and football for me. Okay. And now your new hobby... Guns and yellow ribbons. You've uh, you've been on the podcast, well, the, for all of this season so far. Um, I know we're, we're we're recording this pre-season, uh, and it'll probably go out in September in the international break. Um, but how did you find us? Um, do you like it? Have you done anything like this before? So I was trying to work out how long me and you have known each other now, because obviously I've been at the Emirates for twelve years. I guess have you been? There I've been as well there about ten. Ten, yeah, there we go. So I've known you for a while. I actually met. You I used through... to see you and Mark. Well, more or less, Mark staggering yeah. in about five minutes <laughs> after the game started. All right. So just to say hello, and it just gradually, we'd stop and have a beer beforehand outside in the in the concourse, and we started chatting, and then at half time, and I don't know when we actually started clicking on and as mates and stuff like that. It's, and now we Must meet up be. at the pubs beforehand. Probably probably four or five years at least, isn't it? Uh, at least five years, I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, I know that you'd been there a while. And you actually started to speak to Nick before Mark. Well, I thought you did anyway. Maybe it was Mark before. But I knew you through Nick. And then Mark had obviously got to know you. And we started to go for a beer. Um, and then, of course, you started mentioning that you were uh, on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I then liked the page straight away. Um, and then gradually, probably last season was the first season that I started to listen to the podcast. I don't know how long they've been going. Has it been two years now? This or is two seasons completed as the third season yeah so I started to listen to them and think oh this is okay I like this a lot and this is genuinely 
you know, you can tell their Arsenal fans and their opinions are um, passionate. Some more passionate than others, <laughs> um, <laughs> without mentioning any names. So um, yeah, and I, I, I kind of thought, do you know what, I would love to get involved with that. And I think last season we started to do some audio bits, me and you, didn't we? And uh, half time, um, you know, and yeah, was, alcohol uh, induced. <laughs> very much so and um and then you invited me on and i was i was more than happy and i've absolutely loved it i mean obviously you can tell i have because i've been on i think four times now so um yeah um i've really enjoyed it and i think have you, have you uh, done this elsewhere or i've never done anything like this um i've had quite a, a lot of voice notes going on on whatsapp groups and stuff like that in little arsenal groups with lads that are all arsenal fans and we've we've chatted to each other on that but i've never done the whole the whole podcast experience and I, I must admit i've really really enjoyed it even more than i thought i would to be fair um and it's kind of a i, I would kind of miss it now i think if i'm honest so um you must Mind have you. Uh, you've got me addicted <laughs> it, it, i think part partly some of it is um we do the podcast but it's the pre-podcast and post-podcast conversations the other one i left you guys i just left you <laughs> on, uh, the, on the virtual studio right. knock yourselves out i gotta go to bed <laughs> do you know what it was it was it was big steve <laughs> uh he can talk bless him lovely bloke lovely man and yeah. um yeah we had a good chat and you know obviously you stop recording and then you think actually this is this is where it starts now <laughs> Um, you know, there's been many a person said, Christ, you can almost just go a new link and record that. And then you'd spend hours though chopping up bits and pieces. It would be difficult to... And, this is the problem. Yeah. So, And I think once this red light is on on the screen, you you do say what you think, but you have to try and think a bit more where, and, and you have to be careful what words you use and so on. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favourite shirt? I think you've already uh, intimated uh, this one. What's your favourite shirt? So my favourite shirt um, is the Bruce Banana or the Chevron, whatever you want to call it. But um, my favourite home, I've gone for my favourite home shirt the 2004 Invincible shirt and my favorite yeah the O2 one and my favorite away shirt um, as I mentioned the British Banana one um, yeah they're my two favorites by far there was a couple of away shirts I've liked there's a couple of away shirts I've really hated last year's one the mint green what the yeah. hell was that yeah. oh wasn't it awful yeah yeah so hated um, they're it. the ones Absolutely I hate <laughs> and I should like a green shirt well you should Matt. well that's not that's not even a can you call it green I mean no. it looks oh it's awful wasn't it no, no. My favourite away shirt is uh, the Sega gold one. A <laughs> so. um, couple of other topics that you've got. Are your favourite ever uh, Arsenal goal? Favourite ever Arsenal goal is very simple and very easy. And I hope that everybody would agree with me on this one. I've not gone for importance because I think you can break it down into so many topics. I've gone for the best one I've ever seen that, that, that stunned me the most. And that was the Dennis Burkamp goal against Newcastle at St James's Park. Um, I wasn't there, um, so I can't call it as the goal that I've seen live or the best goal I've seen live. Me and my dad were watching it because um, I was living at home back then. And, oh, wow, we both... I don't think I've ever seen an Arsenal goal or experienced an Arsenal goal where the both of us have sat there in silence, in, in awe. And we didn't even cheer, didn't even celebrate. We just looked at each other and was like, did that just really happen? Or is am I dreaming? That was how good that goal was. And people can say he didn't mean it all they want. I'm not listening to it. That no, was, he did. He that did. was Dennis Bergkamp all over. That is exactly what he did. And to be fair, the other goal that I nearly picked was his goal as well. And that was the one against Leicester, the hat-trick one. Yeah. But I picked Newcastle just ahead of it, just. And favourite Emirates goal? Yeah, this was, um, this was chosen by me 
again for how much I celebrated I thought listen I've celebrated you know I've celebrated a lot <laughs> but this one I, I celebrated the most and it was our first year at the Emirates um, and it was the last minute goal from Thierry Henry which was a header which he didn't normally use to score considering he scored so many goals for us against Manchester United in the 92nd minute uh, bit of interchange from Fabregas and Riziki and a great pass to Ibuwe who crossed it in the 92nd minute to Henry header and you could just see Ferguson's face he just thought oh you're joking me and Henry had just got running up to Wenger you know shook his hands and then went celebrating with us and it was just the, the first time at the Emirates that I'd heard the Emirates erupt and I'll never forget it because that's how how good it was because we were in a new stadium that season which had 60,000 people in it not 35 or 38 whatever you want to say it was at Highbury um, and it erupted and I thought yeah that that will always always be in my memory without a doubt what would you say your favorite game at the Emirates has been yeah, see, that's very hard as well because it's hard for me not to pick an, a North London derby because we've had three fantastic ones. Well, we've had more than more than three actually, but the three ones that stand out from Tottenham is the two five twos and the four two this four season. Four two was amazing. That was amazing, especially this with Eric Dyer coming across to us. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> and I haven't seen Arsenal Arsenal lads sticking up for each other like that for many seasons. So that was a great one for me. And that Torreira goal. I mean, Christ, you was crowd surfing. Me and you were going nuts. Everyone was. <laughs> everybody was. Jumping on each other and uh, it was unbelievable. But funny enough, I haven't actually picked a North London derby as my favourite game at the Emirates. Um, my favourite game was the Arsenal-Barcelona one at home. And yeah. the reason that I enjoyed that so the much... one That was the 2-1, the Arshavan goal, yeah. Um, the reason I loved that game was not just because we beat in one of the best sides there was around at that time, because that was the season where they had Pep and they won everything. I mean everything, like trebles and God knows what. They were winning Champions they League. Were, they they the were best. running rings around us that night as well. Honestly, unbelievable. Messi, Iniesta, Javi, David Villa, uh, Busquets. I'm sitting there thinking, no, we've got no chance. We've got Johan Giroud and Koscielny at the back. And um, yeah, it was just a night I didn't expect. Anyway, the reason that I went for this one was because I was going to the away game the following two weeks I was going out to the new camp so I thought to myself if we don't win this game if we lose three or four nil it's going to be such a wasted journey for me so that it made it even bigger and better and, and a more important win for me to actually go out to the new camp with Brad who you'll meet next season because he's going to be t taking um, my mate's uh, seat next to me um, me and Brad went out there and we were 2-1 up already and it was like Let's just go out there, enjoy this experience because we are never going to be 2-1 up against Barcelona in a first leg for a long, long time again. So let's go and enjoy this. Unfortunately, we lost the second leg. Um, Was that the we yellow card out. against Van Persie? The red, red, red card, card yeah. Van Persie, Which yeah. Is, uh, don't. I, I can go on for hours because oh, it's... Man. Yeah, yeah it's, so that was that game. So for me, frustrating, but um, great experience still. Listen... You might find this a little bit harder to do, but you've listened to the podcast for over a year. Um, we do this part where you make a one-line comment on uh, the various panellists. Uh, you good to do this? Absolutely, man. I've got nothing okay. to hide. They all know me, so... <laughs> right, we'll start with old man Trev. Oh, I love Trev. Love, love, love Trev. I just think he's such a good man. And um, I really like how Trev... Um, 
allows everybody to have an opinion. And also what I like about Trev is he'll ask you questions during the podcast. He won't leave it up to you. So if you, for example, say, oh, you know, run through the agenda, uh, Trev will go back and say, yeah, let's get Dan's opinion on this. And I respect that. I really like that. I don't think we should all be waiting in order for, for you to tell us what we can say and when type thing. And not that you do that. I'm not trying to have a dig at you. That's <laughs> um, right. But Trev, Trev is... is I think the the way Trev makes things run, I've re- really got a lot of time for him and I really respect his opinions. He's a, he's a top man. Fuck Mustafi. Scunny. <laughs> <laughs> I like Scunny, man. I like Scunny. And I think that his, um, his hatred for Mustafi is, uh, is, is valid. Legendary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of time for Scunny. I don't know him as well as some, but I think he's... Um, He's a really top man, and I think that when what I like about him is he he will bring up a um, <laughs> he'll call it an argument <laughs> or he'll bring up an opinion, let's say, um, but he'll back it up as well. You know, he won't just say, "Look, oh, I'm, I'm uh, I disagree with that, and this is why." And I, I appreciate that um, people that just say I disagree with it and then don't back it up, up they're just trying to cause trouble. As far as I'm he's concerned, down, he's <laughs> down in the big smoke for for the North London derby, and he's uh, crashing at um, Hotel Keating. Hotel so. Keaton. I've not. Yeah. I've not been. I've not experienced Hotel Keaton. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's like Hotel California, any worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is uh, Boston Ozil. You've never spoken to Boston. No, unfortunately, I can't comment on Boston Ozil. I guess that's why he's not really about because he's busy over there. So I'm not really too sure about um, him. Unfortunately, um, can't comment. Sorry, Fergus. No worries. Um, Johnny from the North Bank. Yeah, like Johnny. I've met Johnny a few times with you. Um, obviously, he sits right. Whereabouts does he sit? He sits uh, block six uh, with Trev. Him and Trev and Big Terry are over there. So There we go. So they're fairly close to us in that half time. And before the game, we obviously have a chat, don't we? Uh, yeah. Likewise, yeah, Johnny's um, Johnny's passionate about Arsenal. If you, you only have to go on his Facebook and see how, how much he loves Arsenal. Um, and um, anybody who, who's as passionate about Arsenal like that, I've got a lot of time for. So, yeah, I appreciate his, um, his contribution. I like his ideas and opinions. He's very similar to me from what I can tell from listening to him um, uh, I agree with most of what he says so um, yeah big fan of Johnny Manny <laughs> do you know what it is yeah I um the first podcast I did uh, I was on with Manny uh, never met him before obviously had heard podcasts with him before um, and it kind of got to the stage where I thought oh this the start before this guy is just so uh, not aggressive that's the wrong word to use but so um kind of loud and opinionated and uh, I thought passionate and I thought oh this guy could be in a bit of an issue mate I, I think I've probably got on with him the best if I'm honest with you <laughs> uh, honestly I just think he's a he's a legend he's um such a nice guy and I've spoken to him on private messaging just about the club and um yes he's passionate yes he's um outspoken um do I like that no I love it <laughs> I absolutely love it I think he's a top bloke and um, yeah a lot of time for him he's been very very respectful with me and said some really nice things about uh, about me being you know new to the podcast and how I've done well and stuff like that and all that has, has really uh, been appreciated by him you know he doesn't need to say that about me so um, yeah he's been a top lad and I do actually uh, listen I haven't had a massive argument with him yet because I've actually agreed with most of what he said so there we go yeah, you just kissed how... his ass uh, is that what it is okay <laughs> fair one <laughs> and your best mate the one I had to leave you in the room with Big Steve <laughs> Big Steve God that guy can talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> no honestly I, I really enjoyed 
talking to Steve on the podcast and off the podcast. Um, yeah, he has got um, a real passion for Arsenal and he knows a lot about the club. Um, he's younger than me, so he hasn't been watching Arsenal as long as me, but he um, knows so much about um the players so much about the youth players he's uh, a hardcore Arsenal fan stays up and watches all the pre-season what legend does that do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah big big respect for him for doing that man I'm, I'm a big fan and closing down on myself then go on say again mate you broke up uh, me I suppose is the last uh, one on the list <laughs> no he's a twat I don't like him <laughs> 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 no mate listen um uh what can i say what can i say about you you've been um absolute legend with me um and have welcomed me with open arms uh, obviously i knew you before we got on great at the emirates and just kind of clicked straight away so i knew there'd be no problems there um but i have to say a massive thank you to you before i go into what i think about how you'd run this podcast i've just got to say a huge appreciation and thank you um because you didn't have to have me on um i'm sure there's plenty of people that want their opinions heard so i really respect uh respect you having me on and um we'll, we'll never forget you for that mate you're a, you're a top man and a great friend um when it comes to you as the as the host um I was quite surprised, if I'm honest with you, from seeing you at the Emirates to how <laughs> similar you are on the podcast. It's like, Jesus, does this guy like have an off switch? Like He's just the same every single day that I speak to you. You're happy, you're jolly. Maybe it's an Irish thing. Yeah, but you're so you're so um, so similar in everything that you do on the podcast to how you are in, in the Emirates. And I think people that haven't met you or have only heard you on the podcast would agree with me there that when if they saw you at the game, they would know you straight away and they'd hear you before they saw you. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of time for you, Fergus. You're a top bloke. And I think when it comes to you on the podcast, I think everybody gives you a bit of stick and you take it so, so well. Everyone's got to give the host stick. That's the, that's the rules, right? So yeah. you obviously you obviously take it very well and and you can give it as well. That's the good thing. You can give and give it and, 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 and uh, you can, you know, uh, you can take it on the chin pretty well and always, always have good banter with it. And you've made it so, so enjoyable for me, mate. So thank you so much. The question is, which chin do I take it on? <laughs> mate i didn't say that <laughs> no no you didn't listen you have been listening to another guns and yellow ribbons podcast this was potsy's guna to guna i hope you've enjoyed it remember we are just arsenal fans this is by arsenal fans for arsenal fans enjoy the show and up the arse thanks for listening to guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.